If you have your, uh, your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 4 just for a moment. I want to welcome everybody watching online. Thank you for being with us today. And we are going to continue in our series today on the, the hymns, the hymns of the church. And I want you to take out your bulletin because I just want you to see this so, so we are all on the same page. Your bulletin and your sermon notes look like this. Started uh, last week. This is our second week. And on the one side, you're going you're gonna to see the hymn that we're talking about today, which is, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. And then on the, on the other side, you're going to see the sermon notes. You're going to see a little bit of a history on the hymn. And at the very bottom, you're going to see a couple of questions that you can use during the week for your devotional time and just a way to kind of reconnect with the sermon today. So this is a new format for us, and we're going to use it. So you've got fill in the blanks on the, on the sermon notes, and we're going to look at the hymns of the church today. How many are with me this morning? Let me hear an amen. amen. So this series started in my own personal life. For many of you that, that, that do know, on September 14th, uh, my son Austin was involved in a tragic accident, and he had traumatic uh, brain injuries. He has been, uh, he was in Miami and Atlanta for 100 and 111 days, and he walked out after 111 days. And I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for, but he was in a coma for 40 days. Isn't that interesting? 40 days. And for 40 days, I sat in the ICU room and listened to nothing but the hymns of the church. The cards were wonderful. The scriptures were wonderful. The flowers were great. The, the candy, the fruit baskets, the Florida State memorabilia. And they're all very appreciative, and, and we're grateful for all of that. I don't mean to undermine. But I can tell you for 40 days straight, I listened to nothing but the hymns of the church. The gospel hymns. I didn't listen to Z88.3. I didn't listen to smooth jazz, which I normally love. Hymn after hymn after hymn. I listened to for 40 days straight. For about 20 of them, I sat in his ICU room and I just, I just would listen to these scripture, these hymns, and I would, I would write. I've documented many of those. I'm going to make those available to you, just the different hymns and different perspective that I saw. As I was looking through wires and machines and doctors and nurses, Every morning, a team of medical doctors from Florida, uh, Jackson South, would, would come to the room, and you're just, your stomach would just be filled with knots as they would come in and they would give a report. And I, I do need to remind you that, that, that we're grateful for the physicians and the medical teams and 
all the people that, but, but they, they are all practicing medicine. It was the hymns. It was the songs of the church. And so we decided that, that for, for this year, we were going to take the hymns of the church and just kind of rediscover them and revisit them. So today we're going to look at all hail the power of Jesus' name. Look at the top of your notes, and I want you to see this quote by William Tiptaff. If you had a thousand crowns, you should put them on the head of Christ. And if you had a thousand tongues, they should sing his praise, for he is worthy. Today we're going to look at, and we sang it a few minutes ago, and at the end of the service we're going to sing it one more time. All hail the power of Jesus' name. We're going to look today just for a couple minutes at the power of Jesus' name. And can I tell you, when you are, whether you're in an ICU unit, or you're facing divorce, or you're facing a layoff, or you're facing a rebellious child, there's only one name that you're going to call on, and that's going to be the name of Jesus, I guarantee it. All hail the power of Jesus' name. We're in the book of Acts, and we're looking at, at, at uh, uh, chapter 4 in the book of Acts. And it's an interesting story. We're not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you one verse. But Peter and John had just healed a crippled man. How many believe that God still heals today? Can I see your hands? And they healed a crippled man who had been crippled for his whole life. And the religious leaders and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were upset because this rocked their world. They couldn't believe that two ordinary men would speak the name of Jesus and people would be healed. And they were mad and they were upset. You see, religion wants to control and contain. But when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we all have the power and we all have the ability of using that name and that name is powerful. All hail the power of Jesus' name. And Peter and John were just on their way to church. They were on the way to Pine Castle. They were on Orange Blossom Trail. They were walking, getting ready to go to church, and they encountered a crippled man. And Peter and John said to this man, Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And right before their eyes, that crippled man got up and walked. There is power in the name of Jesus. And that man walked up. It went viral. It was on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Can you believe this guy been crippled all these years? And just by the name of Jesus. And it went viral. It went all over the world. And the religious leaders were mad. And they got together and they said, hey, we got to do something about this. This is not good. This is going to hurt us. This is going to impact our organization. we got to do something about this. So they brought Peter and John into the, the Sanhedrin. It kind of be like the Supreme Court. And they walked them in. And they asked this one question. It's in Acts chapter 4. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. amen. Verse 7, they said this. By what power or name did you do this? By what power or by what name 
Did you do this? And then you'll look at this chapter, and seven or eight times Peter and John says, we use the name Jesus. Everyone say that name, Jesus. Jesus. See, there is power in the name of Jesus. And they said, this is what we did. And all we know is that he was sick, and we prayed for him in the name of Jesus, and he was made well. And the religious leader said, listen, you could do this, but don't use that name. Don't use that name again. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to give you real quickly, we're going to take the hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, and I'm going to give you four points out of this hymn that you and I can take this week and we can use that beautiful name of Jesus. Will you say that name with me one more time? Jesus. First point, number one, look in your notes. The beautiful name of Jesus is the only name that deserves our undivided devotion. Think about that. It is the only name that deserves our undivided devotion. Look in the first verse of of, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth a royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth a royal diadem and crown him Lord. Lord of all. You see, the beautiful name of Jesus is the only name that deserves our undivided devotion. Now, I'm going to, I did some research and I'm going to read some of the names of Jesus in the Bible. There's, there's literally hundreds of them. And for those of you that, that, that I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to give me 60 seconds. How many will give me 60 seconds? Let me see your hands. Good. 60, 120. Good. <laughs> I want to just read a few of the adjectives that describe Jesus. I'm going to try to do it in 60 seconds. But I want you to listen to the beautiful descriptive words and names that is used in the Bible. Why? Because that name, Jesus, is the name that Peter and John used to raise that crippled man from his disease. And he's, it's the name that deserves our undivided devotion. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Here we go. Get your stopwatch out. He's called the Almighty One, the Alpha and Omega, the Advocate, the Author and the Perfecter of our faith. He's the Authority. He's the Bread of Life. He's the Beloved Son of God. He's the Bridegroom. He's the Chief Cornerstone. He's the Deliverer. He's the Faithful and True. He's the Good Shepherd. All hail the power of Jesus' name. He's the Great High Priest. He's the Head of the Church. He's the holy servant. He is the I am. He's the Emmanuel. He's the indescribable gift. He's the judge. He's the king of kings. All hail the power of Jesus' name. He's the lamb of God. He's the light of the world. He's the lion of Judah. He's the Lord of all. He's the mediator. He's the Messiah. He's the mighty one. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Can I get an oh me? He's the one who sets us free. He's our hope. He's our peace. He's our prophet. He's our redeemer. He's our risen Lord. He's our rock. He's the sacrifice of our sins. He's our savior. He's the son of man. He's the son of the most high. He's the supreme creator over all. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the door. He's the way. He's the word. He's the true vine. He's the truth. 
He's the victorious one. He is the wonderful, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. All hail the power of Jesus' name. And whatever, that was only 60, by the way, church. I tried to do that in, in, in 60 seconds. That was only 60 names of Jesus. And whatever you need, Jesus is the name that deserves your undivided devotion. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Point number two, if you're still with me, let me hear an amen. amen. I love this one. The beautiful name of Jesus is the only name that saves us by grace. Ye chosen seed of Israel's race, now ransomed from the fall. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crowns him Lord of all. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crowns him Lord of all. Do you remember when you were without Christ? Do you remember what you were like before you found Jesus? I think every once in a while it's healthy to go back and just remember what it was like before we were saved by grace. And the writer of all hail the power of Jesus' name said, it is by grace that we've been saved, and because of that, we thank him and we honor him and we give him the praise. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Can I remind you this morning that you weren't saved because of your good works? You weren't saved because of how much money you give? You weren't saved by how many volunteer hours you've given. You weren't saved because of how righteous you were. Because the Bible says that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. We were saved by grace. And the writer of all hail the power of Jesus' name says that we're saved by grace and we'll crown him Lord of all. How many of you are glad today that you were saved by his marvelous grace? Can I see your hand? All hail the power of Jesus' name. Oh, I love this one. Number three, the beautiful name of Jesus is the only name that unites the world. Do you know this morning that all over the world, people are singing and worshiping under the banner of Jesus Christ? Billions of people all over the world. You see, the name Jesus is a name that unifies us all. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about who wrote this song, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. It, it, it's called the National Anthem of Christianity. It was written by a guy by the name of Edward Purnell in 1779. Now, watch this. This is, this is powerful. He only wrote one hymn. And this is the hymn that he wrote. It is the national anthem of Christianity. He wrote it in 1779. He was a Methodist. Aren't you glad to hear that he was a Methodist? <laughs> he was a Methodist. He traveled with John Wesley. In fact, the records indicate that, that, that in one town there was an uprising because of John Wesley was preaching and, and, and Edward Pernod was there and they took Edward Pernod and they threw him in the mud and they kicked him around and they threw stones at him and John Wesley uh, uh, wrote about this in his archives. He only wrote one hymn and it was all hail the power of Jesus' name. The national anthem of Christianity. There's a story of a missionary by the name of R.P. Scott and he was in India. 
and he wanted to reach out to, 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 the, to the people of India, and he was captured, and the, the natives had spears, and they surrounded him, and he just knew that he was in the very last moments of his life, and the, the, the history records that he got out a violin, and he started to play verse number three. Let every tribe on this terrestrial ball. He started to play with his violin, verse 3 of All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, with his eyes closed. How many know if you had a hundred natives that had spears and they were pointing it at you, you would worship with your eyes closed too? Amen? <laughs> sometimes when I'm singing, I close my eyes. Some things you just don't want to see sometimes. And he closed his eyes. He said, this may be the last song I ever sang. And he played with his violin. Verse number three, and one by one, history records that the natives, as he was, look at, look at verse three, look at verse three. Let every tongue and every tribe on this terrestrial ball, to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. And as he started to play that song, one by one, the tribe members dropped their spears, and with tears in their eyes, they welcomed R.P. Scott into their village, and he stayed there for two beautiful years telling these villagers the powerful name of Jesus. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? amen. Number one, the beautiful name of Jesus is the only name that deserves our undivided devotion. Number two, it's the only name that saves us by grace. Number three, it's the only name that unifies the world. And then number four, it's the only name that we humbly bow in worship. It's the only name that we will humbly bow in worship. Look at that verse of verse 4. Oh, that we all with sacred throng, we at his feet may fall. We'll join the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. We'll join the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. I did some research this week up in Atlanta, and I pulled some of the most popular names that were Googled in the year 2019. How shallow we have become. I followed the, the big Instagram followers and, and, and the names they're at the top of the list. You either got to be a soccer player or a rock star or live in Hollywood to have Instagram accounts like these have. Look, let me read a couple of them to you. Ronaldo Cristiano, a soccer player, 190 million. Adriana Grande, 167 million followers. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 162 million followers. Sienna Gomez, 161 million. Kim Kardashian, 151 million. Kylie Jenner, 150 million. Leo Messi, great soccer player, 136 million followers. Beyonce, 135 million followers. Neymar, great soccer player, 128 million. Taylor Swift, 122 million. And Justin Bieber, 121 million followers. You see... There's only one name that I'm going to bow to, and it's not Justin Bieber. Amen. 
or Taylor Swift or Beyonce. You see, when, when Edward Perot wrote, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, he said, there's only going to be one name that I bow to, and that's the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm not a big, I'm not a big um, follower of, of, of movie stars or sports, sports stars. Um, I ran into Tiger Woods one time here in Orlando a few years ago. Interesting story. This is before the big crisis he had. Actually, it was a month before the crisis. I was at a Denny's in Windermere, and I never go to Denny's, but I was sitting with a pastor in Windermere, Florida, and there's only two of us in the restaurant, and Tiger Woods came walking through the front door of Denny's. And I kid you not, my first thought was, what in the world is Tiger Woods coming to Denny's for? It wasn't for the all-you-can-eat pancakes, I tell you that. There's Tiger Woods. Now, most people would have said, oh, I'm going to go run and get a picture with him. I didn't do that. I don't, I don't like doing that. I like only really focusing on one person, that's Jesus Christ. But there was a time a few years ago when I ran into someone really important. And I was tempted to bow. I didn't, but I was tempted to bow. I got to meet President George Bush. In fact, I've got a picture there. Great story. I'm getting ready to go fishing in Ogunquit, Maine. You can see my sweatshirt. This is just a few miles away from Kenny Bunkport. And we're standing on the dock getting ready to fish. And I see this honking 75-foot boat to my left. I thought, man, what a boat. That boat got a little bit closer, and I thought to myself, that looks like Barbara Bush driving that boat. She got a little bit closer, and not only was Barbara Bush driving the boat, but George was in the back with their grandkids. I come to find out that they come over to a gunquit for lunch and have clam chowder, and I just happened to be the only one on the dock. I look a little bit further, and there's George. I look behind them, there was another boat filled with Secret Service guys with, with machine guns. <laughs> Kid you not. They had on the boat guys with machine guns, and then they had, they had divers that when they docked the boat, they jumped in the water and they did a search of all the underneath the dock. And guess what? It's me and George Bush. <laughs> I got my friend. I said, here, you can see the crowd behind us. Now, the, the, now, now the people started to come once they saw me and, <laughs> and George Bush. I'm kidding you not. I'm, I'm the only one. I said, here, take, this, take a picture. I've never done that. But I figured with George Bush, I'm going to document this. And he came up the dock, and I'm standing there, and I think he thought I was the mayor of Old Gunquit because I, I, I stuck my hand out and said, President Bush, it's good to have you here today, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I said, you mind if I take a picture? He said, yeah. And we snapped that picture. Friends of mine sent this to George Bush, and this is in my office, and he signed this very picture, and it's hanging in my office. Isn't that great? Now, I tell you that story to tell you that as great as George Bush is, there wasn't even a thought of me bowing 
on my knees to even a former president. I respect him. I loved his leadership. But there wasn't, a, there wasn't a, an inclination at all to, to bow whether I meet Tiger Woods or Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Kim Kardashian or President George Bush. But when I hear the name Jesus, I agree with Edward Pernod. One day we at his feet will bow. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Now, we're getting ready to sing this hymn one more time as we close here today. And I'm going to do something that it may be odd. How many, how many knows I've been known to ask people to do odd things? George is the first one. Like, volunteer him to pay for your entire lunch. As the singers get ready to sing one more time, I'll hail the power of Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to do something. And here it is. I know it can be physically demanding. I know what I'm getting ready to ask you to do is going to be uncomfortable. But I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you fell at his feet and bowed? I can see the wheels turning in your heads right now. Pastor Scott, there's nothing to kneel on. Pastor Scott, there's not even carpet in between the pews. Pastor Scott, I got a, I got a bad hip. I got a, I got a bad knee. We've never bowed before. I've never. All hail the power of Jesus' name. We at his feet may fall. And I think it would be appropriate as we get ready to end this service for us to humbly bow in adoration to the name that is above all names, the beautiful name of Jesus. I want you to cross this auditorium to do something maybe you've never done before. I want you to join me and let's bow to the name that is above all names. Quickly, in the balcony, on the lower level, in your pew, come to the front. You're not bowing to Neymar. You're not bowing to Taylor Swift. You're not bowing to Tiger Woods or President Bush. You are bowing to the name that is above all names. Bow in humble adoration. Bow because you love him. Bow because he's worthy of all the praise and all the glory. He's worthy today. He's worthy today of all of our praise. Bow before him today.